Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Apologies for this episode coming out later than usual. I actually ran into some technical difficulties with the audio. Uh, it took me a while to figure it out, but here we are. I was actually able to salvage the original audio for both myself and our guest for this episode, David Amell of Android Authority. Now, he and I talk a little bit about, once again, uh, what might be a little bit of a recurring segment here on the show for the rest of the year, a check-in with the MacBook M1s, because creatives like us are very intrigued by this laptop and David might be the next person on the list to actually try it out. But then in the back half of the show, we actually talk about the main announcement from last week, which is of course the Snapdragon 888 or Triple Eight. We're not too sure exactly how to say it, but it is the latest one that actually skips 875 like we all thought it was going to be and goes straight for the Triple Eights and a Triple ISP for image processing and a lot of other features that we're pretty excited about, especially since all of these phones coming in 2021 will be sporting it. So we go through some of the specifications, some of the speculation as well as to what this phone will be able to power and we get pretty excited for it so let's jump into this episode it's myself and david ml of android authority enjoy have you i've had you on Streamyard before right like we've messed around with these i think so they're cool yeah. i like yeah. it Streamyard's <laughs> yeah. really easy and it's this is literally one of those companies that sort of they were around for a little bit and then covid hit and then it was like this is one of those indispensable tools now like yeah, they're so yeah, yeah. oh it's so nice i mean this is of all the subscriptions that i have bought and I've bought a lot of them <laughs> in 2020. This is the one that has paid the most dividends, for yeah. sure. Anyway, yeah. David Amell back on the show. Um, all right, so I, I don't know. We, we, I, I figured we would just get on. We haven't really been able to kick it for a little while. Uh, we've yeah. been busy with stuff. It's one of those yeah. like typical things this year where like we don't fall off the face of the planet, but it's more like one message every five days. And then- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very infrequent comparatively. Yeah. Well, let's hear how you've been for for the last like so long. I don't know. I don't even remember when you were on the show last. Yeah, last I don't, weeks. I guess I remember doing it in my dark room, but mm-hmm. um, it's been a while. I don't know. Uh, oof, what has happened in the last few weeks? Has there been anything that's happened? <laughs> uh, did the iPhone reviews, and that took up a huge portion of my life because I did all four. Um, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> I did written components of all four and then i did a video component of the reg the pro and the regular one and the mini Mm. yeah so So what were what were your verdicts on them because i think this is always one of those really interesting things because when you and i were working together Mm. uh at android authority it was always really interesting for people to hear what android authority guys thought of the iphones oh yeah i mean i still like kind of hate ios a lot (laughs) it's just i don't know it's too simplistic and i every time i jump back on to like a a pixel 5 or something i'm just like this is so much better from a software experience but at the same time there's so many benefits to being on ios if you have other apple devices that just can't be matched by other companies you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's hard because like a lot of people have started iMessaging me now because they like saw that I was using an iPhone recently and then they're just and now they like won't message me on any other platform so then I have to dual carry so I dual carry phones and it's like you know but yeah it is a it is a dual carry at this point but I have to admit um I'm still doing my my content on the iPhone 12s mm. basically 
I, I haven't said this on any platform yet, and David David knows this because I've told like him and maybe just Issa. I'm trying to do Vlogmas. It's not as easy as it's never easy. Yeah, uh, but I figure this hard. year, I figure this year is the time to try because we're not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing all the iPhone stuff over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, all that stuff. Plenty of plenty of videos in the works. I don't know. The iPhone 12 Pro has been like a comfort zone. I find myself yeah. coming back to it because, as you said, it's a little simplistic. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just keep coming back to it. Though I will say, and I've I've been ranting about it for years that I hate the Max models uh, because they're always like too big and unwieldy. Oh yeah, yeah. I might actually keep this one. Oh, the Max. Yeah. Yeah. I think the flat sides actually help. Yeah. I'm uh I'm using the mini right now. So okay. So you're on the mini oh. <laughs> and there's there's the classic MagSafe problem. <laughs> yeah. It's so not what quite strong enough. So where do you land on the mini? Because I can say I have actually that's the same configuration I have. I have that green with the poppy as well. Oh. Um but the mini I'm returning because I think that the size of the 12 Pro is is good enough. Like, I don't need, like, a mini, mini phone. Yeah. That's that's just a personal thing. But as I've been hearing from everybody, and I wonder how you feel, has the battery life really been that crappy? No, it's not that bad. I don't... Really? It's really not that bad. I don't know what... Lisa's had a terrible it, time. She had to charge really? twice yesterday. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, okay, look. I would say the two days that I used it where I was, like, outside all day it died at midnight. Okay. But like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I, I guess, uh, and I, when I'm reviewing a phone, I obviously, like, go do things and stay outside and don't charge my phone because I need to, like, test it in a real-world, like, uh, cellular environment. But when I'm at home, uh, I just always have my phone sitting on a wireless charger at my desk or something, so it's, like, That's especially fair. that. But, yeah, the... You know, I've been using this combo for like a couple weeks now. Um, and when I first got it, the wallet like stuck on really, really well to the mini. And you, I even have my cards and stuff in it. Like, I feel like it's, oh, I you're feel doing like it's, the one thing I was telling everybody not to do. Like, don't put important stuff in that wallet. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I, I've only put um, a few cards in it, but. Yeah, I've just been using this because I didn't. I wanted to stop like using a back wallet, and so I started mm. using this, and it was stuck particularly really well into the mini. And I think that's because there's like less surface area for it to slide around on. Agreed. Yeah. But then a couple of days ago, it started being a little bit less magnet. It feels less like magnetic, and I don't mm -hmm. know if it's getting demagnetized or if I don't know what's up. But it's it's like not it's not quite as stiff as it was it never was for me honestly really and it, it's a shame because i like the i mean you know californians here we like these colors mm -hmm. and the thing is uh, if you pay it mind it won't really bother you a whole lot but the fact that you have to pay it extra mind to well, where so i you didn't have to feel remember, like i did and uh -huh. I, I wonder if it's the card that i have in there like Cause it just like just a flick like right here just this this is my favorite thing just a flick and it's gone like <laughs> right but that's but that's like on your on your pro yeah on the on the, pro, on the mini sure. it's like form fit to it, it indeed and, and there's so so much less where's my mini there's so much yeah you can kind of like push it around and it doesn't really do anything because yeah. there's less for it to slide on 
I agree. Um, and it does like, there you go. See, we're twinsies now. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's stronger on here, but you're right. Like I, I, I'm not doing much to actually move it. Yeah. Though I, I will say there's, um, I think with most Apple products and actually I, I do have a segue here because there's another question I had for you. The, mm. um, when it comes to the Apple products, what I think I remember saying in my iPhone videos for Android Authority was one of the reasons why they tend to still be so compelling is because they have such good accessory support. Mm. And I think one is about to come in today. I'm really hoping it does. But, you know, good old friends over at Moft, they oh. made their Moft stand slash wallet for MagSafe. And apparently yeah. it has super strong magnets. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know, like, I'm, I'm hoping that it's really good. That's and if, cool. Cause then you don't have to use the adhesive. Exactly. Helps um, a lot. which I have on the pro max, I think, which is over there, but yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm looking forward to, and then I keep seeing these Instagram ads for, hmm. there's like a small, I don't even know how big of a battery you could put in one of these, but like it mag safes onto the back. It's also a stand, but it also is a wireless oh. battery. Okay. So wireless I was like, charges it. Okay, I'm into this. This is this yeah. is not a bad idea. Um, but there was there was one other thing I wanted to bring up, and and I think there's going to be a running segment on this show. If Jaime were here, he would use the phrase, uh, "We're converting people to the dark side," and I hate that I'm the one yeah, who has to bring well, it up. He says uh, that to me every time I, I <laughs> we talk about the Mac M1. You're picking one up. I'm gonna buy. Yeah, I'm buying one. Um, so. I don't actually own a laptop right now. <laughs> I've just been, or I haven't owned a laptop for a long time. Well, actually, that's not true. Like you haven't bought one. The last the last laptop I bought was a Surface Book 2 in 2017. And I remember I used to edit my videos on it, and it would take like three hours to make proxies because I couldn't render. I couldn't even like edit 4K or uh, 1080p video in Premiere. Like, And so anyway, I, I've been using review units of different laptops I re I'm reviewing I've been reviewing like the Asus ZenBook Pro Duo the Surface Book 3 ZenBook Pro Duo does really well but the problem is like if I go to a outdoor coffee shop say and I want to either write or edit usually it's writing mm -hmm. because I would just kind of assume that you can't edit on battery right um even though that's not really true anymore but I'll get to that um I have to use my Chromebook which I have a Chromebook too but it's either my chromebook or my surface book but neither of them have bright enough screens to really write outside comfortably mm. and it's like the chromebook has decent battery but it can't really do much you know if i want to edit photos or something it's so convoluted and difficult to do it and so i kind of realized like i looked it up and i was like how much are surface book twos going for on ebay and my SKU goes for about twelve hundred dollars so i sold it for twelve hundred dollars B &H, oh. Uh, and I still have a Surface Book 3 review unit and uh, the ZenBook Pro Duo and my Chromebook. So it's like I've already got two Windows laptops and a Chromebook. Um, but anyway, I was like, okay. Well, and then B&H had a Black Friday sale. So it was $100 off. Plus I have the B&H credit card, which saves me tax. So that's another $100 off. So I basically have 200 what was funny off. was I was actually going to ask you at some point if if you could get me something using your oh, no tax. I can't. I can if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so so it was like, and then the other thing is that I was like, uh, well, it's the air, and like, am I going to go all in on like trying to use a Mac laptop? Uh, I was like, if I do, I don't know if I want the air. 
but I also don't, but also it's not that different from the Pro 13. And so my friend Daniel was like, he has an Air for work, mm-hmm. but he has an Intel Air. And he was like, I want one of those, but I'm not going to buy one anytime soon. So like, I'll, I guarantee I'll buy that off of you when, whenever you want to upgrade. So I'm like, mm. okay. <laughs> so basically it's like, I got it for free because I sold my Surface Book. It has a brighter display and it can like edit. I could edit at coffee shops now, yeah, which is not something I ever thought that I could possibly do. Right? It, it so. is. It is incredibly nuts, and that I've been I've been in the middle of that fray for the last like week and a half now, and I'm going to be doing a video on it next week. And honestly, like I'm on it right now. We're using the we're using the webcam, and not that oh. I do a video version of the podcast, but I'm on I'm on webcam right now for our call, and mm. I'm not even connected to anything. I'm not plugged in. I'm using a dongle. I mean, you know, f the dongle life, but that's what you got to do. Mm. I have a dongle for my audio interface to this mic, and then I have earphones in there. And the other thing that I've been doing, and this is just an update uh, from the M1 side for somebody like me, because somebody like Jaime, and you see Jaime all the time, he's just on the laptop. But yeah. I'm the guy who thunderbolts it into hmm. a 32-inch curved monitor. He's actually with... doing that now, though. He's got, he a, really? he's got a huge 32-inch monitor at the studio that he's always thunderbolted into now. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't tell me that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's always been my setup. Like, I've mm. always been the desktop replacement type. I got to say, I'm really impressed. I've been really impressed with how this thing can actually be a desktop replacement. However, mm. I am the guy, and David has made fun of me for so many years, like, because I always do this. I always got to have multiple things going at once. So I oh, could be yeah. editing and I have Chrome open with like yeah. a YouTube video on a different desktop and, and all of these things. I actually have a funny story. One time we were at CES together and I had a I had one truly wireless earbud in this ear to my phone, which was playing a YouTube video, and then a regular wired earphone into my laptop because I was editing. I was doing both at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just had like a show playing. Like I just have, these are just like, it's weird that I have this weird addiction that I need to I have I used to do things. that in college while I was doing homework. Just yeah. have YouTube videos playing. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I think it's probably because there are two things. Eight gigabytes of RAM. Yes, I can overload it. A user like me, and mm. I will admit it's me who's doing it because I mm. have Notion open, Telegram open, Chrome open, Audition open, DaVinci Resolve open. These are right. all open at the same time. Though I will say I'm still able to edit. It's just now that's finally in Resolve. It's finally a little stuttery. Right. And the other thing that I do is I do 10-bit video in a highly compressed format off my Panasonic camera. So of course that's not yeah. mostly that's not ideal. So yeah. I'm I'm I am pushing this system, but it's still doing well. And when I think about stripping all of those things away and just editing on the laptop with not a whole lot else running, not even plugged in, I can. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right. crazy part. Yeah, I got the eight gigabyte one too. Um I feel like most of the time if I'm at home, I'm just gonna edit on my Zenbook Pro Duo because it cuts my four K uh ten bit footage pretty easily in premiere mm-hmm. and like premiere you know it's it crashes still and i still want to learn final cut just because i would like to know how to use all of the editing programs um but like i don't know i feel like i'm generally going to still still use premiere on my desktop replacement laptop but just the fact that i can edit on a macbook air at a coffee shop you know it hasn't it hasn't come in yet and i no idea when it's going to come in because it's back ordered. <laughs> oh. But I'm like, 
it's it was two hundred dollars off, and I'm not in a rush, so like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. I think me. I think I will go because because there are rumors that M1X is on its way, but it's going to be put in a sixteen inch. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sixteen inch MacBook Pro. It's still pretty sleek, but I don't know. There's something about this thirteen inch that I just really enjoy. I do like the size. I I wish that they had um made the bezels a little smaller and done a fourteen inch. But fair. That's fair. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they, they do. Hopefully yeah, I hope so because the 16 inch was the same way where it used to be 15, and then they they reduced the bezels and made it 16. I'll hold out, um, but I I think you know if 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 writing's on the wall or let's put it this way, if it's not going to happen until like the very end of 2021, I might need to just make a move. Yeah, it, I think it'll be mid to late 2021. That's what's yeah. nice for me is like I can just sell it to Daniel and then buy the 16. <laughs> so that's the thing. I have I still have the whole next month and a half to return this right. 13. And what I kind of want to do and now that you have your your Paybu card. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to return this and actually spring for the 16 gig um mm. RAM version because there are so many videos that I watched of like do you need 8 or 16 and I was like, you know what? I've learned that I need yeah, 16. That's fair. the vast majority of you listening right now. You are not an idiot like me. <laughs> like there's a, there's a good chance that I might need 16 too, though. Because like <laughs> yesterday when I was editing, I realized I had Audition, Premiere, Photoshop, Lightroom, uh, four windows of Edge with like 20 tabs each. Of Edge? What are you using yeah, Edge for? I, I've been using Edge since the Chromium version launched. Oh, okay. Um, originally, I just wanted to test it. But um, and I still there are things I hate about it, but I like the 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 flat and and sharp design a lot better than Chrome because mm. Chrome is all rounded and stuff. And I feel like it it doesn't Chrome really is just like it's just a huge hog. Like most of the people I mean, who too. might not. Yeah. Most people who might not have the best time on the M1s, you could just pinpoint it to they use Chrome. To Chrome yeah, I know. <laughs> and I heard that even like the M1 optimized version of Chrome is is kind of a battery hog. Mm-hmm. So I might try using Safari, just like if I can import all my passwords and stuff, I guess. There's really only one reason why I have to keep using Chrome, and it's because I, I, I do use Chromecast. Mm. So I can't get away from that. Um, you can um you can cast from Edge now because it's Chromium based. Yeah, but there's, on, a, uh, there's a cast feature in the tab. But on the M1? <laughs> uh, probably. Is, is there Edge Chromium on a MacBook? There's Chromium Edge on max yeah oh really i didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. okay I'll have to chromium try is just is just like what it makes google chrome but it's well, not, i know but i just keep thinking yeah. it's a microsoft browser so oh like, hmm. yeah yeah no no no. i mean they yeah they they just totally wiped uh internet explorer and they just used google's code base to make edge okay yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny all right, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try it out. Um, back on the topic of like the iPhones, and actually, we do have we do have a, the entire la- back half of the show. I do want to talk about the Snapdragon Triple Eight. Mm. Um, so that is the main thing that happened this week. Um, but we'll get to that after the break. I will admit, though, like I'm right there with you that the iPhones are like this was the year that Apple kind of convinced me that I could use their products and still be pretty happy, like mostly. Mm-hmm. But I will admit, like the moment I went back to like a weird phone like case in point the uh the edge yeah the, edge, the wing i mean the wing. um once i went back to the lg wing i was like this is why i like android is because like android just don't give a frick yeah <laughs> yeah um so i i like I, i'm enjoying going back to it i think that my um my actual 
Xperia 5 Mark II is on its way. Mm. And I'm, I don't know, I'm actually kind of excited to have that as a main. Yeah. I might stick with it, to be honest. Yeah, I liked the Xperia 1-2 a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like the 5-2 would be even better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, but the thing is with the, with the Pro Max, the reason why I'm like sticking with it is because I, I went all in on the media stuff. So I got a new game controller. I got, I have all the streaming services and whatnot. And now that I have a PS5, I've been doing a lot of remote play because my parents are watching on the TV. So I just Mm. play, um, elsewhere. That big screen is nice for PS5 remote play. And I I think that's the reason why I'm going to end up keeping it because it is that nice. Mm. Um, but the mini, I, I gotta return it. I just can't do it. It's yeah. The convenience of the size it just is not outweighing the fact that it. I have the experience elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but in any case, like before we get into the actual SD triple eight, um, you know, eight 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 just kind of doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we would spend a little bit of time because this is supposed to be a little bit like the check in at the beginning. Mm. Can we just like? together lament the fact that we are not in hawaii right now like we can- <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know three years in a row and then we just get to be uh stuck in our respective places on each yeah. individual coast and i'll always remember our first like the first so when you and i went for android authority and we actually yeah. shared a room that was so uh fun. that was it was a good time and um yeah. That was the very first tech summit, right? Or was it the mm-hmm. second? Yeah, it was, it was the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. Oh wow! So we've been wow. to everyone. We were we were lucky to. I know we've been to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the fact that they conceived of an event and we were included. Yeah. <laughs> it it was a good time. I do I do I do very much remember that one. And then each one after that was good. It's just my only thing was I need to go to a different island next time. Like I need right, to go yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> I met a lot of people on the first one. Like I didn't know Saf. I didn't know mm. um, Tommy. I didn't know a lot of people. And then that was kind of the trip where I I met a ton of people. So yeah, I was a little bit like not to say that any of these companies have to cater anything to us. Like they really don't. Like they've already done a great job with their digital events, and mm-hmm. it was it was done really well. And then we had Q and A's and stuff like that. But it would have been nice if we could have all had like a like a zoom happy hour or something like, mm-hmm. so that we can yeah. at least see each other. Cause online. that is kind of like the main event where we all see each other at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think I've said this to like Anabong, uh, sorry to thunder E from board at work. Um, I think I've said this to E and I'm trying to remember who else I told this to, but I was like, we should like, we should organize one. Let's just figure one out for a couple of weeks from now and just send out a Zoom link and anyone, just blast it out and anyone can join and we yeah. just kick it. I'm probably not going home for Christmas, so. Oh, really? You're not going <laughs> to be? Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. I want to, but I don't, I don't, there's just so many people flying right now and they're, mm. the COVID's so bad everywhere. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I think um, I can skip one year, you know, as soon as, as soon as this all like, whatever there's a vaccine or whatever i'm just gonna start traveling like crazy (laughs) so yeah yeah. that is the question on everyone's mind is like are you going are you going to do um first round of vaccines or are you gonna wait for oh um i mean regard like i've been listening to a bunch of podcasts about like the ethical distribution of of the vaccine Mm -hmm. and uh they talk about like who's going to get it first and then like 
when normal people will probably get it. Honestly, we're probably not going to get it until like July. <laughs> That's true. I want I want to I want to be good to go by my birthday, which is June. Yeah, because first we'll... it's like it's like first responders, so like like nurses and doctors and stuff get it first, and then it's like um uh f- like frontline workers slash. Well, not that that is first responders. Yeah, frontline frontline workers is first, and then essential workers, mm-hmm. the people who have to work at grocery stores and stuff. And then I think um, high risk after that, right? Yeah, and then high risk people, and then uh, regular, yeah, just us. <laughs> Normies. So, I, I don't think that we're gonna get it for a while. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah, like it's it's weird like i do admit that i've got this weird like uh this it feels rushed so it feels weird but like i don't think they would put anything out that wasn't safe oh agreed i i totally agree with that i trust experts and i think yeah i mean we we literally work in a field where we listen to experts in some ways we are considered experts so why wouldn't we respect experts you know right exactly Uh, so i i i I think uh I, i think i might be okay early on but then again by the time we're ready to get it it's been months and we can see by then exactly it'll be (laughs) yeah we're not gonna get it until like july so because there was another thing that i realized um david and i obviously like best friends always been like doing a lot of stuff together first tech summit was one thing but last year was a whole different story because we just decided to go somewhere else after (laughs) oh yeah i know i was thinking about that yeah, yeah. We I saw Japan. my old, I saw my old, I saw my video from the roastery in Akihabara. Oh, really? I did my Qualcomm video there. Well, one of them. I did like the follow up video, and I I watched it and I was like, my god! And there were two things that struck me about that video. Number one, I was using a Osmo Pocket, which mm. was like, wow, that's actually a pretty impressive camera. But number two, I was able to do that video because it was super quiet around that whole area. Mm. We were in a densely populated area, but it was still quiet. Right. So I was like, yeah, yeah I miss Tokyo. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about how, yeah, that's where I bought my first film camera. That's true. And now and look at look at your wall. <laughs> I got this. I got that. And there's more. <laughs> Those are all film cameras. So. Oh, did you, wait. I don't know if you could see that. Look oh, yeah. 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 All of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was I, I kind of went obsessive and all in. So, but it was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, well, reminiscing a little bit on the times that we had. Hopefully, we'll have more of those times. That's actually something that I want to do. The moment I get that thing, and the moment because it's two doses, I think. So mm-hmm. it's one dose, twenty-one days there. You get the second dose. Once that second dose is in, I'm flying somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty. So much. come on, hurry up! I have a flight to catch. Like, a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Especially, it's been like. I haven't really gone very many places in a while. Like we, we used to, do, we were doing these road trips, me, Fisher and Kogan for a little bit, but, um, I was, had is, such jealousy, like <laughs> seeing you guys, it was, looked like a great time. It was fun. But as soon as the numbers started kind of like going up again, we kind of decided to stop for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I haven't really gone very many places and I'm just like, Oh, I just want to take pictures, but I can't. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. Right now I'm I swapped out my dark room and my bedroom just today. So this used to be my dark room. It is now my bedroom. Um, yeah, I saw your IG story on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a small room, but the sound is very isolated, which is nice because I've got mm-hmm. this giant bed. So 
that's pretty much going to be my project is just like turning that other room into like a full on studio because mm-hmm. we got rid of our studio in in the city or in mm-hmm. Greenpoint and I'm trying to turn my bedroom into like a full on studio so yeah I mean you've been you've been showing me some some mock-ups of like how it looks for your A-roll and yeah I, shot, I mean you've I been shot. using it actually yeah like, yeah I, I published two videos so yeah. far with it my yeah. my whole thing is like as long to me as long as it's clean it should be okay yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and that's my main thing um that's why you know for for such tight spaces and i don't go to my office as much as i should um like it's all there though and it's mm-hmm. ready to go uh but i should be going there more often to actually film things i don't know just the comforts of home have been i don't know it's just nice to yeah. uh, to be able as as weird as the circumstances are it has made me appreciate home mm. a lot so i will say that I think like so many people have said that like work from home is the best and they just want to <laughs> and it's nice for sure. I think I'm I just miss people mostly, yeah, you know. For sure. I've been I wanted to go like you were doing your road trips. I actually kind of I half scheduled a road trip up to San Francisco myself. Oh. Um but can't do that now because I think California is close to getting fully locked down. Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's 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 rough, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can do something before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh but in any case, uh talk travel notwithstanding, we do have a huge announcement for the trip that we were supposed to go on. Uh but mm. instead it became a digital event, and that's of course the Snapdragon 888, which we will talk about after the break. Before I get started talking about the AAA, I just want to say thank you for still doing the show because I literally blew past every alarm this morning. <laughs> I'm actually on Amazon right now, um, or right before the, like, since I woke up, I'm actually on Amazon looking for, like, a proper alarm clock because this whole phone thing is not doing it for me. Is it just not loud <laughs> enough or what? I have no idea. I think I just need to try something different. I, mm. I, I am a snooze type person, so I snooze until all of a sudden oh. I panic. I am that person, um, but this morning I literally did not wake up. Like I think my alarms were going off for a solid two hours before I even woke up, and oh. I didn't even sleep late. I don't know what happened. Like I think mm. my body was just like, "No, you're staying here." <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just like that. Is it cloudy yeah. there today too? Maybe so it's like uh, dark. Let me see. It's like half, half and half. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I, the only thing I did last night was I worked on my Snapdragon video. So mm. that's what we'll get into. And you did your Snapdragon video. I did use it for a couple of references. And um, yeah. I put out I think, another one this morning too. Oh, was it the camera one? Yeah. Okay. I saw the headline. I didn't watch the actual. The, uh, the YouTube TV preview of that video when I came across it uh, while mm. I was on my Chromecast in the living room. It was of Chris Velasco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't I used even a, you. <laughs> yeah. I used a clip for my Xperia 1-2 video yeah. where he modeled for me a bit. I love yeah. when that happens. Because um, I think I feel like more than half the time, whenever someone puts out a video, like, for example, Dave2D put out a video this morning as well, the clip that the algorithm decided to preview was of um, the guy Alex from Qualcomm. Uh, oh, Alex Katuzian? Yeah, Alex Katuzian. Yeah, because yeah. he put a clip of him in there talking about all of the different uh, manufacturers that are going to use the SD Triple Eight, uh, and it's also from Dave Two D that I'm saying Triple Eight as well because eight eight eight. Okay, fine. Like it's not that bad, but Triple Eight sounds a little bit. You better. know what's funny is when I had my uh, I did an interview with Judd Heap about the um, the camera stuff, and 
he showed me a bunch of like the videos before before the event happened. And before we saw watched the videos, I said, "Okay, I just want to clarify with you guys. Like, how do you pronounce this?" And they were like, "Oh, it's eight eighty eight." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then the, in the videos, there the narrator was like, "The new Snapdragon eight eight eight." And I was like, "And then occasionally they'd say like triple eight, and I'd be like, "Wait, <laughs> you guys need to get this straight." They're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna sub out that voiceover." <laughs> Good yeah. God. You gotta pick, gotta, gotta gotta figure it out. But it is it is a significant upgrade because everyone yeah. like there are still there's still materials out there that expected eight seventy five. Yeah, but now it's eight eight eight. Are which, we back from the break? Yeah, we've been back from the break. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's um, it, you know what? I'll take that as a compliment because I guess I seamlessly went back into it. Um, but yeah, eight eight eight. 888 888 whatever the case may be um but yeah they they still thought it was 875 but i guess the upgrade is so high that mm. they went for the eights and it's like triple infinity and some people were making speculation that like the number eight is so it's it's a it's a lucky number in asia so you know maybe there's a big thing that's going to happen probably, yeah, or they're just trying to tailor to china to get them to buy more phones for some reason maybe but if we're if we're truly honest chinese phone manufacturers are some of the biggest customers of course yeah totally yeah totally now xiaomi is gonna have me 11 soon oppo and whatnot so let's let's go through a few of the reasons why this chip is exciting i mean every year the chips are exciting but this year we got just like a huge leap no mid-range chip because last year the 765 was arguably the more exciting announcement yeah not the case this year, but I think it's because the 888 is just that big of a leap. So I guess probably the easiest way to get into it is like, what what excites you the most about this chip? Um, it's gonna sound lame, but I think the integrated 5G modem is actually a pretty big deal because mm-hmm. it will use less power, it will use less space, so that you can put more battery or more other stuff on the motherboard. And then it it will probably be overall cheaper too, because you don't have to buy as many like the overall component cost will be less. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, you know, I personally I didn't feel like this year was such a monumental jump, and it felt to me like the eight fifty five to eight sixty five was actually a bigger jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that. What I mean, the graphics performance obviously this year is much higher. It's like a forty percent increase, whereas uh, the CPU is only like twenty five. And I guess that's a big deal when you consider like what we're doing with GPUs now. You know, like how the M1 Max with their unified memory are able to do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but but anyway, I mean, yeah, I would say that. The cameras are kind of playing catch up in a lot of places, but it is it is a good catch up that I like to see. Um, adding the third ISP, basically like Huawei and Samsung and uh, Apple, we're all doing that already. So like being able to shoot with three cameras at the same time is handy now because um, theoretically you could have an app where you have your phone on a tripod and you record with all three angles and then when when you're editing all you have to do is like jump between camera angles and and obviously it's like it would be better if they were shot from different perspectives different but, places yeah but being able to like 
you know, have, if you're recording like your kids um, play and you had the standard angle so that you could see the entire play. And then if they have a thing, you're still recording with just one record button, but then it's also saving the telephoto version. Mm -hmm. So if they have like a solo or something, you can zoom into that. It's, it's like theoretical, whatever. Um, I think what's more exciting though, is the fact that you can pipe all the extra throughput that you're getting from that third ISP into one camera. So last year they did two gigapixels per second of throughput, which like enabled a lot of stuff, but this year it's 2.7, which is a pretty big upgrade. Um, that lets lets them do 4K 10 bit HDR 120 FPS recording, which is mm-hmm. cool. You can do 12 megapixel burst mode with photos in 120 FPS, um, <laughs> which is pretty nuts. Yeah, because uh, traditionally slow motion video and slow motion like you know rapid burst mode, mostly slow motion video has been really bad. Like the quality is just really bad. But on this one, it seems better. Oh, and Actually, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to the camera is the support for staggered HDR sensors. Um, yeah. this was this because, was uh, this was uh, I I never really used the term staggered HDR, but I, where you're going is probably the thing. That yeah, I they're calling about. it computational HDR, mm-hmm. and it's it's the same thing basically as what Apple does with extended dynamic range, which they introduced in the iPhone XS. Which finally, right? Because yeah, it's we have crazy. So- yeah, we have it's been so three many years. <laughs> we have so many good camera hardware packages in I know. They're yeah. amazing. Like the thing that I keep coming back to and I and I, I imagined that this is the point you were making in this morning's video that you made mm. is that imagine that level of processing on the Xperia. Right. Like, that's yeah, or, where it's needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean on the on those or, you know, when you have a giant sensor like mm-hmm. the like the 108 megapixel Samsung sensors, um, or Oppo's really good 64 megapixel sensors. You can you could do so much better stuff. Like I I remember when I was shooting my iPhone review, especially my iPhone Mini review, and I was out at Coney Island and I was with Chai hanging out with Chai, and the sunset happened and I was shooting video and I was like, holy crap! Like mm-hmm. no wonder. Like I you know I only use like one iPhone per year. And I only used my first one last year. <laughs> but, like, no wonder people always go to the iPhone for video. Because, like, the HDR capabilities of it are so... I could shoot straight at the sun. And I would still get all of the detail of the sunset. You'd get the entire beach, the entire ocean. The sun would just be, like, a circle. Like, mm-hmm. a yellow circle. And it was, like... Like, there's no way that an Android phone could do that. And that's just because it doesn't have the staggered HDR. And so, like, yeah, the, the iPhone S basically introduced the same thing where it just doubles the frame rate but then um one of the two frames is longer and one is shorter so one exposes for the shadows and one the highlights but but because it's so fast anyway they can still stack the frames um so it's it's like taking two photos at or one photo at one 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 thousandth of a second and one at one eight hundredth it's like it's nothing really changed but one is better exposed yeah so it's just it that is the thing because when i did iphone 12 pro camera tests mm. i used the phone as a b-roll camera 
And I was like, I hear people doing this all the time, and I understand. I do it why. for Fisher all the time. <laughs> Whenever I'm helping him shoot or whatever, I remember we used he the used to, he would always tell. Yeah, he would often tell me to do that as well. He's like, just use mm-hmm. the iPhone, just use the iPhone. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you really want to put out a YouTube video using just iPhone footage? The and 4K he's like, trust me, is so good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, this is stuff that we need on higher hardware. Um, and like you said, like the higher, because imagine what I'm imagining is the Spectra. ISP from the Snapdragon 888 or the 888, as you said, um, working in tandem with the pixel binning of the big sensors. And of mm-hmm. course, we're talking about video here. So now I'm thinking of also like I was just talking about the wing a second ago, um, the gimbal camera on here, which needed it needed to be higher resolution. That is a misstep yeah. on the LG's part. Yeah. But with staggered hdr um on a gimbal camera like that it would make it a more viable Mm -hmm. video camera and it's just yeah these are the inherent improvements that need to be made and this is why we get excited every year every time we go to tech summit like Mm -hmm. there are always people that like scoff at us like oh you're just happy you're in hawaii yeah but (laughs) like these are still good chips like yeah your entire upcoming year is going to be amazing because of these things you know what's sad for me too is that I feel like if anyone needs staggered HDR, it's Google <laughs> because they have spent their entire the entire life cycle of the Pixel line cheating optics with computational photography, but they've never done. They can't anything. put it on video. They can't put it on video because all of all of the technology they're using relies on it being a photo, mm-hmm. and this fixes that, but because it's only in Qualcomm's highest end chip you know maybe they'll bring it maybe they'll bring it to a mid-range chip and then Google will use that next year you know Google is making their own chip but I don't know if it's going to be in the Pixel 6 I was going to come back to that um a little bit later yeah cuz I yeah. I that's the first I've heard uh today rather was the first I've heard that Google is actually working on it. and it was from Dave2D and he ma- he made a good point because when they talked about all of the different phone manufacturers that would be using the triple eight, Google and Samsung yeah, were not uh, on Samsung that list. Samsung were not on it. Well, there's rumors that Samsung's new chip, uh, new Exynos chip, is actually good. <laughs> um, yeah, because <laughs> everyone, you know, before that, you know, Saf was always like making jokes. He's like, "You guys get all the good chips, and I have to. We have to deal with the uh, Exynos over in the UK." But uh, it. Everyone is realizing the benefits of of a top-down design structure that Apple has, right? Like, everyone. So that's why Samsung, like, wants to. But Samsung's in kind of been in between a rock and a hard place because, like, the Snapdragon chips are better. So they don't want... They didn't want to, like, only release Exynos chips yet because then they would get bad reviews and they would stop selling phones. But then they were in this weird place where, like, if Qualcomm offered a feature, but they couldn't figure out how to make it work on the Exynos phone, they would just wouldn't offer it on any of their phones because they mm. needed to have feature parity. Exactly. And so it's weird. But yet Google also is like, yeah, like there's a lot of benefits from making your own chip. Right. And, uh, you know, Huawei knows this. Huawei's phones have always been really good. Like the the um, Kirin chips have been awesome for battery life and for performance, too. And you know, Qualcomm has currently like a bit of a monopoly, but it's going away very quickly. And I and I think we especially are seeing this with the like kind of bringing it back to the M1, like just the ridiculousness of 
of optimization that you can get when you have a completely top-down design structure. Well, it's also nuts because... I made a big point in my video, as as you did and to some extent, about the size of the node because it's a five nanometer process, which yeah. at this point is the smallest we've ever gotten on a processor, yeah. no matter what product you're looking at. So you bring up the M1, and I know Jaime has said this at one point or another. Imagine putting that M1 in a phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's small it's, enough to do it, but <laughs> yeah, it's um, I mean, it's it's quite a bit bigger than Apple's current chip, right? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, what I'm all I'm saying is like the the same level of performance that they're able yeah, to get out of it. They could probably put that in in a Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a Max. At the very least, an iPad, obviously. Yeah, but, an iPad they could definitely put it in. Yeah. So yeah. like the fact that the nodes are getting smaller and smaller, no matter what product you're using, if you're able to adapt that into other places, because the other because the other thing that kind of made me chuckle was, um, and again, it was news to me when I saw Dave 2D's video this morning. The the fact that the Exynos chip is being made in conjunction with AMD graphics, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's a big deal!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. There, there's a partnership with Radeon there. Which yeah, is cool. And I'm I'm certainly a believer because I just did a review on the G14 like a month ago, and I was like, "Wow, this is a very impressive laptop." And if it wasn't for me experiencing the efficiency of that Ryzen um, processor, I wouldn't have even, like, it was that and the fact that DaVinci Resolve supported the M1. That's why I was like, okay, I got to try the M1. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually gutted because I just returned the G14, so I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, and it was on sale for $1,200 for Black Friday. That was probably oh. the best freaking deal. Ever. Like, that's ridiculous. It was already so, un- like, I don't want to say it's underpriced, but it's so well-priced mm-hmm. already. Yeah, and at then, this point. Well, even when it came out, 14 Fourteen hundred dollars for it was, what yeah. you're getting. It's like agree. that's super affordable for what mm-hmm. it is. So on on the on the Snapdragon, like what I found so interesting uh, earlier on is that you were actually like really into the the five G modem being on the actual chip. I mean that's great. Like from a hardware perspective, that's great. But I'm still a skeptic because I don't feel like five G is something that we're actually enjoying, and we're not going to be able to still for some time. Yeah, I mean. That's true, but they were going to put it in their chips anyway, or in their phones anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like at least moving those bands to the processor, to the SOC, like saves a lot of space. And it's also more energy efficient because. Yeah, that I agree with. Ra- for sure. Routing the data from the modem to the SOC and back, like that, there's a the reason that like the M1 is so efficient is because that unified memory pool means it's really easy for your ram to get passed around from the graphics to the cpu to like whatever it needs to do well it's just i get i'm, I'm so tired of being burned every time i look at a phone that is not a verizon phone let's put it that way <laughs> and um seeing this 5g icon up here and i'm just like don't don't bullshit me like it's yeah not. right it's not really 5g <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 probably similar to how lte worked you know mm-hmm. when it when it started when Everyone was like, oh, there's not that much LTE and like I'm still mostly on 3G and it's a little bit different because LTE is a much wider band. So it probably rolled out faster than 5G is rolling out, even yeah. low band 5G. Um, you know, I get I get millimeter waves some places around here. Um, like there's this park that I like to sit at in the mornings if it's sunny and there's actually a node uh, down the street that I can get reception from. Really? In Brooklyn? So there's a. Yeah, yeah, nice. we've got a couple. Actually, one of the first five G node in New York is um is across the street from me right now. 
Oh, okay. I can get I can get millimeter. Well, it's a millimeter node, but I can get millimeter on my roof. <laughs> so if I'm hanging out on my roof, I can you know <laughs> I can uh, get fi- millimeter away five G. It's like oh, I got a new phone. I need to get Call of Duty Mobile on here. Let's go yeah, to the I, was, roof. <laughs> I was gonna say like I should just go up there with a phone and use the phone as like a Wi-Fi modem. Yeah, and and just uh, just like cast really really fast wi-fi and upload if you're, if you're ether- from my roof <laughs> exactly i was gonna say if your ethernet goes out you know where to go <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that is what yeah. that is what people like us would need is like that uh, an actual working 5g millimeter wave that's the yeah. other layer that's like the thing that we need but it's just not the case yet well, for, they've, for they've me i live about, in a suburb to be fair but yeah and the, they've talked about um i mean that's why wi-fi routers have five gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz already mm-hmm. um but you know they've they've talked about replacing like Wi-Fi with this kind of five G, like millimeter wave, mm-hmm. because uh, it can track you, right? Because it sends out it sends out those multiple beams or whatever, and then once one hits you, it can it can all just track you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in your house, your laptop your laptop's usually not moving for a while, so it can have line of sight all the time. Like think about you you install a node and you like the top corner of one of your like literally in, in the ceiling corner. And then that way it can touch everything that's in the room and you just always have the benefits. But then that's going to be that one room and everyone in the house, you're going to have to be in that room. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. It's like, if you want to get millimeter wave and then otherwise you're going to get just like mid band, which mid band is still good. I've been I've been experiencing it myself. Like I'm I'm obviously here in my family home. I always have been. And whenever I walk out and I just see my parents just just like this, mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, um, yeah, it's yeah. This, this is the world we live in now. My mom and dad are like that too. Whenever I visit, they're like mm-hmm. obsessed with Facebook, and I'm like, oh, oh. how the turntables have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the turntables. <laughs> Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to think of some other stuff that's on the actual chip. There's one There's one aspect that I feel like not a whole lot of people have really talked about because I guess we have to, we have to see it in action. We have to see some real things happen. This whole photo security portion. Oh, of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. Um, I've, I've, if, if you really feel weird well, no, about it. Not an, no, I'm not. I mean, you, you know Sharif, right? Of course. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that's the company he went to after he left Qualcomm. Okay. So, clearly, there is a there's a partnership there because he was actually one of the leads on Snapdragon, and he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a freaking genius. Like, yeah. This guy's a freaking genius. He was always the one that we listened to to understand. He was the best at, like, he is the engineer, but he also knows how to talk to regular people, which is mm-hmm. not super common. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of the time you and I went to San Diego. And they were just talking super low level stuff. And I just kept sitting there with my hands and with my face in my hands, like, what are they saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Mm. But anyway, you were saying about. Yeah. So so I mean, obviously, there's a there's a good partnership there. Right. And and to be like, I'm not trying to like dog them at all. You know, Mm. obviously, the world revolves around relationships. But, um, you know, having that is 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 good. And that's that's obviously something that is going to need to exist, especially since the AI accelerators in this chip in particular are so good. Like uh, you get three times performance per per watt um, on the AI ch- parts of the chip because they actually fused the different AI parts together. So the mm-hmm. data can go a lot faster. Um, 
But with, you know, with the speed at which misinformation has started to spread and people are doctoring things and, you know, they're working with Adobe on trying to like tell that part I thought was interesting because there's gonna it's gonna be data is basically coming from Adobe most of the time. Right. So like, well, they're not doing just exif data, though. Right. They're like doing um, they're they're analyzing the actual image, too, Mm -hmm. which is um, I still don't completely know how that's going to go. I feel like there's going to be so much trial and error because like at what point does the A.I think it's doctored because you added contrast because you wanted it to look nicer, you know, like versus like removing a person or changing someone's face. But even then, like changing someone's face, for example, or removing a person, that that assumes that the pool of data that it has is already accurate. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is um i i personally don't have really a problem with this i'm actually an advocate for contract tracing in the age of pandemic but that was that's pretty much the level of data it has to have is it needs to know already what that person looks like from a facial recognition standpoint so that's already personal data being fed into the ai to know that the photo was fake so chicken and the egg it is a chicken and the egg problem and i i think it's like it's an inevitable it's inevitable so, like, companies like TruePick are just kind of trying to get ahead of the problem, mm-hmm. which is, I think, really important because um, I'm, you know, there's face recognition and AI stuff that's being used already that is way beyond our understanding of what's going on already. Mm-hmm. And if we don't think that this is going to get even worse as time goes on, then we're crazy right like you know after all the the civil unrest that happened during the summer there was so much like talk about like police using facial recognition technology and laws were um uh, props were actually being enacted in this year's election because of that yeah exactly and it's like it's we're living in the future now like whether or not we want to admit it we are actually living in the future yeah so can you imagine if they said we're working with google on all of this like the antitrust would just come out the woodwork at that point in before google buys true pick so oh true (laughs) true pick (laughs) that's crazy antitrust doesn't seem to matter much anymore anyway so yeah especially well here in the u.s of course well slack Uh, just got bought by salesforce yesterday for billions 20 26 billion dollars yeah yeah just the amount of money that 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 entailed that's the part that got me was like okay fine like a company buying a company that's one thing but i didn't know slack was priced that high yeah gee bus yeah and we my sister (laughs) my sister's company got bought by google for 2.7 billion um and but then their direct competitor their biggest competitor got bought by salesforce for 9 billion Mm. i think so slack i would say is definitely worth a lot <laughs> yeah isn't like it they, funny they have, how valuable the things we hate are <laughs> yeah there there was a there was a good um article this morning though by casey newton um no longer at verge but he still writes on verge occasionally mm-hmm. but he put out a thing about how slack actually got destroyed and how buying salesforce was actually the best thing for it which was a little bit surprising to read but it makes sense when you think about it um microsoft teams like I didn't realize how much they slaughtered Slack. Oh. Um, 
because the idea of Slack was like, there was like this golden age where you could choose whatever productivity software you wanted to use, right? You've got like Slack and you've got like, theoretically like Microsoft or Google chat or whatever it is now. Meet. And you've got, yeah, Google Meet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Meet is the video one specifically. I think oh, chat is true. there or whatever, Hangouts. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Hello. <laughs> the only way to scale with enterprise prize software well not the only way but the best way and the way that will outscale everybody else is by making by being a giant enterprise company already that already distributes software Mm. and then and then distributing it for free to businesses who already use your platform Mm. and that's pretty much exactly what microsoft did um and apparently slack hit they only hit 10 million users total. Like their their top, their cap was 10 million users is like the most they've had. Uh, and that went up from like 1 million in the first year. Whereas Microsoft went from zero to, I think the number was like, it's like 137 million users or something. Wow. Like they just completely outpaced them. So, so he was actually saying that being bought by Salesforce might actually be a good thing because Salesforce... Yeah. Salesforce already has distributed so much enterprise software that like they could just put everyone on Slack now and that would actually be good for them. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Either way, I hate companies being gobbled up by other companies. I really, really hate it because at the end of the day, in a few years here, the only companies that are going to matter are Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know, Coca-Cola is going to fucking own Google at some point. I Coca-Cola or even if they don't do that, it'll be Coca-Cola, Google, Apple and Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Well, yeah. what a great note to end the show on. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there was one last thing on the spec sheet for the Snapdragon nah. that I wanted to um, just mention because we can't yeah. say a whole lot about it, but I want to hear more about it. And it's uh, Quick Charge 5. Like, how come we didn't hear oh. more about that? Like Quick Charge Five really is that? Yeah, it's it's got its own line. <laughs> Quick Charge Five. That makes sense because like they need to start. Like they haven't done Quick Charge Four Plus came out when the Razer phone came out, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yep. was a while. And then they ago. give us they gave us like uh, plug adapters, right? They were too big, but they gave us Quick Charge Four Plus plug adapters, and I used them for a while. But really, yeah. my main reason why I'm excited for Quick Charge Five is because I want to get out of I want to get out from under the rock of 15 watt, 18 watt. Yeah, I I especially agree. Like every phone, every flagship that comes out now that does that has 18 watts, I'm just like, guys, the Pixel One used 18 watts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pixel 5 so, is on 18 watts. Yeah, exactly. I was like, guys, so... And I think that Qualcomm probably feels like they're falling behind because now there's, like, part of the spec war is a race to how fast your phone can charge, right? Like, yeah. I think Xiaomi announced a 125-watt phone, which is, like... <laughs> One day we're going to be, like, bam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically, because, like, the, you know, the MacBook Pro charges at 100 watts. Um, True. But it takes a know. while. I will tell you this much. I don't know about the Air, but the M1 Pro, it takes about two and a half hours to charge fully. Oh, wow. But that's okay. with optimized battery charging turned on, mm. which I, I don't know. Like, do I want a longer lasting battery, like longevity wise, or do I want faster charging? Like, I'm in yeah. the middle. Yeah. But I mean, it would be, you know, I mean, obviously, fast charging is like not great for longevity of batteries and stuff, exactly. especially on smaller batteries like phones. Um, but every year I ask Google, I'm like, why are you still doing 18 watts? And they're just like, oh, we just thought that it was, you know, best for now. And just like, 
even Samsung is doing 25, which is like the bare minimum, in my opinion. You know, OnePlus has had Quick Charge 30 for like a long time now. Mm-hmm. OnePlus has been doing that since like the 6T or something. What was the most that we had so far? I think, was it Xiaomi or Oppo that got 45 this year? Uh, Huawei did 65. Huawei did, okay. I did not play with the 65, but I was, I remember, I think the highest I've gone is 45, and that was pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty nuts. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I was surprised that they didn't talk more about it because Quick Charge was a Qualcomm thing and it was exciting when it first was announced and yeah. we were all happy about it. Of course, Vuk eventually overshadowed it. Right. I was going to say, like, year. there's other battery technologies that are kind of getting ahead of Qualcomm. So I feel like they need, they feel like they finally need to start, like, making the spec again. Yeah. Yeah. Because Vuk um, okay. is so good since it does. Uh, dual charging on yeah. both batteries. Vuk yeah. is probably still my my <laughs> to say that you have a favorite charging. My technology favorite charging technology. <laughs> God, we're such nerds. Well, Jesus. on that note of being a nerd, like I guess here's here's I know that this is all speculation. There's not a whole lot that we can say yet about anything that's not even announced or released or even leaked yet. But mm. what phone with the Snapdragon triple eight would you be excited for in 2021? Hmm. Trying to think of uh, the different lines. One of my favorite phones this year was the Oppo Find X2 Pro. Mm-hmm. So I guess Find X3 Pro, whatever that ends up being, um, would be cool. Um, obviously, the Fold 3, if Qualcomm doesn't, or if Samsung doesn't switch completely off Qualcomm this year. If um, they don't go AMD. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, like, the fold three i think like there you know there's all the rumors that they're that the note 20 was the last note so yeah i keep seeing that too yeah which i think makes sense i made a whole video about literally called should the note 20 ultra be the last note Mm -hmm. um because i think samsung has too many premium phones and nobody knows what to get like ultimately s pen support across the board would have been nice no matter what right and so i think i think fold three They'll probably, if not using a stronger um, panel technology that can support the S Pen, they'll do something similar to what other foldables are doing right now, which has a, a, a back plate behind the display. And I'm sure, I think that they're probably going to add an S Pen to the Fold 3. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, it's like they definitely don't need the Note for one. Like that would just be the new Note. You know, like that is the new note. The note was supposed to be the biggest thing. It is a Mm -hmm. notepad. Yeah, exactly. It has like, it would make a lot of sense. Um, So, you know, I would be the most excited if Google did it, but Google's not going, I don't think Google's going to release a flagship chipped phone again until they release their own phone. I'm I'm there with you. I would hope that Google does it. Um, However, if Qualcomm makes a, upper mid-range version like the 765g of the 888 um 777 yeah they might (laughs) honestly i don't know yeah they might they might call it that but if they did that i mean i just want google i just want to see google fix its battery or its um its video problems Mm -hmm. mostly I would. I, I'm right there with you. I, I. I would want Google to address it at the very least, whether it's with the triple eight or not. But I think I, I was thinking about it while you were saying. My first answer was going to be whatever the next Xperia is, because I want to see those video enhancements on there. But then I realized one of my favorite phones of last year, and I can't say it was my favorite phone of this year because I haven't even touched it. I've been begging them to send me one. Was the Zenfone Seven? Oh, 
I heard so, Zenfone 7 Pro is amazing. Yeah, Michelle, and, like Michelle is using it as daily driver and he rants oh, about I'm it begging Asus to send me one. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm, I was like, <laughs> I sent back the G14, send me the Zenfone. Yeah. Um, I would love those eight staggered HDR slash Spectra enhancements on a flippy camera. Because right. imagine the best selfie video of all time. Yeah. On that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I would love. Yeah. Um, true. All right, cool. Well, I got through our hour. Again, I want to thank you for still being on the show after I completely flubbed my morning. Um, <laughs> so I really appreciate you. Uh, all right, cool. Well, uh, David, go ahead and let everybody know where to find you and what things you might want to plug right now. Sure. Um, follow me on Twitter at DervidML. I like to think that I'm fairly funny. Um, <laughs> you can find my Instagram at DavidML. Uh, I, I have a website called davidml.com a youtube channel you should subscribe to which has no videos called youtube.com slash davidml um but i do have 352 subscribers you have a vanity url with no videos you only need 100 to get the vanity url yeah and people keep people keep following me for some reason (laughs) (laughs) so i have i have 352 subs and zero videos that's awesome um hopefully i'm gonna start making videos soon especially because we're stuck inside for the winter so and there's not as much news so i'm not as like bogged down by embargoes so because of that i might actually be able to make stuff um and then also obviously i write on androidauthority.com sometimes i have an article on there about the 888 camera if you want to read more about that mm-hmm. and then you can see my videos on youtube.com slash android authority excellent all Hopefully of those you're li- memorized all of those things, <laughs> those things. <laughs> well all of those links are found in the show notes so make sure you head oh. over to the description if you're in the podcasting app or whatever the case may be and as far as the rest of the links to follow myself in pocket now those will be set in the outro starting now Make sure you follow David ML and Android Authority using all of the links that are found in the show notes. You can also follow me across the internet. I am found on all social media, including TikTok, as I'm trying to do some more TikToks, at JVTechTea. Because I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. From there, you can head over to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara for more content that can supplement what you already see on Pocket Now. Of course, Pocket Now is at pocketnow.com for all of the latest news, at Pocket Now across all social media, and then at youtube.com slash slash pocket now for videos that are coming out basically every single day with that said we're going to go ahead and call it on this one thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pocket now weekly podcast and we will see you in our next episode